Grip strength has been proposed as a biomarker, and hundreds of studies of thousands of people have shown a link between grip strength to overall strength, upper limb function, bone mineral density, fractures, falls, malnutrition, cognitive impairment, depression, sleep problems, diabetes, multimorbidity, and quality of life. It's a few, it's a few, it's a few good factors to have that are correlated to grip strength. Why is that? Ty, what if I told you that your grip strength directly correlates with how early you're going to die? Would you believe me if I said that? I probably if you didn't think I was leading you somewhere, would you believe me? I probably have some follow-up questions. (laughs) Like if we were just like sitting, sitting, having lunch or something like that, and you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, Ben. Yeah. Pretty unbelievable, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to explain in today's episode why that's the case Mm. and why that's true. But before I get there, we do want to thank our partners for today's episode. Number one, and the number one place to go when you're stressed, when life's got you down, when you're feeling like it's too much, there's one place to go, and that's Choctaw Casino Resort. And like Tyler likes to say, it's just a quick drive up 75 if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But summer's coming, Tyler. Summer is coming. Hopefully you've been paying attention to our new Wednesday episodes, which are these, and you've been summer shredding, Mm -hmm. getting ready, because summer is coming. The resort-style pool, which is this is the second year it'll be open. Mm-hmm. Now it's up and going. They've first worked out all summer, the kinks. Yeah, first, first full, full summer. summer. And, and it's, it's coming. It's coming fast. Mm-hmm. So Choctaw Casino Resort, like we said, resort-style pool. Every restaurant you can think of yep. or want to eat is yep. there. 3,000 slot machines. I mean, the whole night resort or, uh, yeah, resort-style hotel rooms. Yep, 400 new rooms mm-hmm. uh, in addition. And again, the second full summer that those have been opened. That's right, and, and it's incredible, and, and you're going to catch us up there quite a bit this summer and fall. Uh, so just stay tuned. Come meet us up there. Come hang out. But check, go on the website. Check out the schedule. I mean, the world-class concerts. If anybody thinks about coming to Dallas, typically Choctaw's up there. And actually, last week, Choctaw just sponsored the Club Core Classic. Mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the stops on the PGA Tour. And uh, it was a pro-am, and they asked your boy to actually play. How'd you it. play? Oh, terrible. It was awful. Okay. It was super windy. What'd you I shoot? mean, I have, to, I have every excuse in the book. But. So you didn't take extreme ownership right there that we talked about. Oh, no, no. I, it was super windy. So I, I tell, told you the excuse, <laughs> and then I told you that it gotcha. would not have affected my game. Cause gotcha. It, but you want to throw that excuse out there just in case I'd buy it. Just a yeah, little bit. Just in case. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Wins yeah. the worst. You're covering all your bases. But on the celebrity side, uh, local. There were some big names out yeah, there. Yeah, there was. I there really the was. Larry the Cable Guy. That's why I was shocked whenever they said Demar- you were playing. Whenever Demarcus you said you were playing. Yeah, well, so I played in the, I played in the, the baby celebrity. Just, ah, they only you. let me play Wednesday. Got just you. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, Tony Romo ended up tying for first. Wow. Um, I mean, you had Who some big name guys. I can't remember the guy's name. Do you know David? It was a riveting tournament. Yeah, it was. Actually, because we were with him Friday night for a charity event, and he came out of Friday in the lead. <laughs> was really nervous about Saturday because he had an early tee time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but ended up, I guess, holding on, and, and he played well. Um, Adam Thielen played really well. I think he was a top-ten finisher. 
I mean, there's a ton of guys that uh, that came and played, and it was uh, it was supposedly a great time. But Choctaw was a lead sponsor for that. That's awesome. And they were on the 17th hole. Man, they had a killer setup. Mm. So it was uh, it was really cool. So yeah. one thing that that Choctaw really does a great job of is just getting involved in the community. They're around. Um, they're always doing great things. So. Yep. Again, support them by the quick drive up 75. Go have a, have a blast. Listen to good music. Play some games. Stay. Relax. Get away. It is a decision that you will not regret. That's right. And then our second partner we want to thank is, of course, Sleep Number. And we couldn't think of a, you know, along with Choctaw, we couldn't think of a more fitting partnership than that of Sleep Number. The thing we're doing, they're doing with their sleep science, the technology yeah. in their beds, we say it all the time. It's no longer your grandma's mattress. This thing is high wow. tech. Yep. It's the Tesla of mattresses. Yep. So go get yourself a sleep number. Try it out for yourself. Don't take our word for it. Go try right. it out for yourself. They're everywhere. In fact, I was back in my hometown of Abilene a few weeks ago, and I didn't think, I, I thought they were too small, but they have a sleep number. So even the great, the great folks of Abilene are getting better, better sleep. That's right. That's wow. right. We're on the map, baby. Wow. <laughs> uh, like I said, they're everywhere. Or, of course, you can go online just like everything else. So get yourself to a sleep number. Check out their awesome technology. But back to the topic at hand. And if you're just joining us for the first time, this Wednesday episode is really geared towards improving your physical body. You know, we talk a lot about mental performance, but your physical body's got to be ready to perform right. as well. And so that's what this Wednesday episode is guided towards is how we can improve. You know, for the longest time I was in the fitness industry and I always thought I wanted to work with athletes. And then I switched to the corporate world and I realized just how much we all, just as people in general, non-athletes, mm-hmm. I say non-athletes, people that aren't getting paid to perform day to day, how much help we really need, how, I, I dare say, how clueless most people really are. So that's why we added these Wednesday episodes. And today's topic is something that um, people overlook. Yeah. You know our friend, Knees Over Toes yes. guy. So he always claims, if you listen to his content, he always claims there is not a human being in the world that's done more sled pushes or sled pulls than him in the last five years. Hmm. I would argue there's not a human being in the world that's done more loaded carries, which is our topic today, than I have the last five years. I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying that. All When's right. the last time you did loaded carries? Uh, I've done it three times in the last two weeks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But is it a routine part of your? Yeah. Okay. So is. maybe you have. Maybe, you, yeah. maybe you're giving me a run for my money. Yeah. Now, I'm I, not saying it hasn't been. There was probably three or four years, three years, four years from playing because it was a really big part of while I was playing. It was, sure. It was a real big part of it. Um, but in the last year, I've picked it back up. Yeah. It's been a really big part of, yeah. of what I do. Well, we're going to talk about today why, but literally the last 10 years of my life, it's three to four days a week. I'm doing some hey, variation. You're not going to catch me sleeping. That's man. right. That's right. <laughs> so if you're wondering what in the world is a loaded carry, because most this isn't necessarily, I mean, again, we've started to go more towards fitness, but our typical listener, maybe you're not familiar with what a loaded carry is. A loaded carry in the gym is basically if you grab, you grab a couple of the dumbbells, uh, a barbell or a sandbag, and you carry it a certain distance. That would be a loaded carry. In real life, think about carrying your groceries into the house. Yep. Think about uh, pushing the wheelbarrow. Barrow. Is it wheelbarrow or barrow? Barrow. Barrow. Wheelbarrow. Fact check me on that. Whatever it is. I'm going to Pushing right the wheelbarrow <laughs> when you're doing your gardening. 
uh, or carrying a box up to the attic, something like that. That would be a loaded carry. And this is an often overlooked exercise that you can implement into your program. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go into the gym, either they think of cardio or they think of bodybuilding is a typical approach, unless you're in the CrossFit. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the CrossFit, you're probably a little bit more into fitness than just your average. Again, I worked more in the corporate gym setting, yeah. and there was nobody doing CrossFit in there. They were, I mean, the treadmills were packed every single yeah. time. Ellipticals loaded. Right, <laughs> or, the, or the machines, like yes. the, the ab machines. Cable or, machines. Or leg extensions. And, yeah. Those were full, right? Not many people in the gym were doing loaded carries. And it's yeah. so interesting to me because thinking about picking up your kids, thinking yeah. about carrying your groceries, yeah. a lot of things we do in life involve translates, yeah. Picking up something heavy and transporting it mm -hmm. to another location. In fact, human beings were unique in that we can, we have opposable thumbs, right? We can pick up things and move them. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's something that's often overlooked. And I want to talk about today why you should start incorporating those. Assuming that you do go to the gym and you do like fitness, why you should start incorporating them. Even if you don't, this is a great entry level exercise yep. because it doesn't take a lot of skill. It doesn't take a lot of thought. You just pick something up and you walk with it. Yep. You really can't screw it up. And we're gonna talk about that at the end. But five benefits of loaded carries. Number one, creates the ability for your body to quote unquote fire as one unit increasing overall strength. So much of the initial strength, I think if you think back to your early, when did you start lifting weights? Uh, freshman year. Your freshman in high school? Freshman in high school, okay. yep. So your freshman year in high school, you were what, 150 pounds, 180 yeah, pounds? 170 pounds, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, this may not be the best example because you can put on a lot of weight that young, mm -hmm. but a lot of initially, a lot of your strength gains mm -hmm. early on if you notice, your, your bench, squat, deadlift, whatever you were lifting, probably shot up pretty quick. Yeah. But you didn't probably gain 30 pounds in two weeks, obviously. Not, no. Right? No. The initial bump in strength is actually your central nervous system getting better at recruiting your muscles. So it's not necessarily you're packing on all this muscle. It's that your central nervous system is getting more efficient at firing, calling on more muscle fibers to be able to lift that weight. That's why, like I said, maybe you're bench pressing 100 pounds when you first start, mm -hmm. and two months later, you're bench pressing 150. Yeah. Well, you didn't just all of a sudden add 30 pounds of muscle, yeah. more than likely. What more than likely happened is you got better, more efficient at that work. So to display strength, the CNS, your central nervous system, must recruit and coordinate muscle fiber activation. The more efficiently it can do this, the more strength can be displayed. So basically, the more efficient your central nervous system is, the stronger output you can put, if you're trying to deadlift 400 pounds, a more efficient central nervous system mm -hmm. is going to be able to lift that than a less efficient. Yeah. Somebody who's practiced the reps over and over. So right. a loaded carry helps your body get used to working together as a unit. Mm -hmm. Your hands, your grip has to be strong. Your core strength has to be strong. Your hips have to be strong. Everything has to work together to be able to move that load from point A to point B. It's not like a bicep curl where your biceps have to be really strong and nothing else really matters. Right. Everything has to be firing together. Yeah. So that's number one. It helps you, it helps recruit more and, and, and make your central nervous system more efficient. Yeah. Number two, better core stability. Like I just said, preventing future injuries. So your quote unquote core, this is basically the area, anything but your limbs can be considered your core. 
And this core of yours has two main functions, to create and transfer power and also to resist movement, a.k.a. create stability. So if you think about your core, you know, rotational exercises, that's something that your core is involved in. It's, it's transferring power from one area to another. Or quite opposite, if you're getting resistance, your core stabilizes and keeps your spine from moving all around. Yeah, so for, for you younger athletes, maybe high school age, um, and, and if it's something that you're wanting to jump higher or run faster – core stability is one of the main components of that. So if you, if you ever work with like a sprinting coach or if you ever work with someone that's uh, very in tune with speed training, core is one of the most important things that you can do because when you are stable throughout the core, what it allows for, it's, it's the equivalent of like jumping off of like a floor of jello or jumping off of a floor that's solid. Your core acts as some as the foundation to push off of. If you're if you're not strong within your core and there's movement, you don't have you don't have that foundation to drive off of. Yep. And so that was one thing that like actually made because I speed was not my strength, um, and I've always felt like I had a strong core until I started working with a speed coach my second year in the NFL. And specifically, and we did more core than we actually did running just because, and it was, it was a female sprinter. And one of the things she was saying is she's like, listen, like you are not put, you don't have anything to push against Mm -hmm. because you're, you're not strong enough either in, in your core. And so same with jumping. If you're, if you're strong within that core, so think shoulders to through your hips if, if you are strong, then you have that, um, uh, that launch pad essentially to push off of. Mm-hmm. And then again, now, if you're not an athlete and you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, in your fifties or you're a mom or you're something and you're like, what do I need that for? Well, again, there's so many things that this helps you with, and we'll talk, we'll talk more about it, but having that core strong is imperative to overall health it avoids injury but it also allows you to be more efficient in all of these movements yep. yeah the first thing a lot of people think when they think of core strength they think somebody has a six-pack six of abs yeah, no. they think oh they must have a strong core yeah not necessarily and that's what loaded carries they help you transfer that energy help you resist movement through your core by and again we'll talk specifically what a loaded carry looks like and what type of exercise you can do but that's what a loaded carry can be. And like Tyler said, if I'm a 50-year-old, why does this matter to me? Well, don't you pick up your Amazon and, and yeah. shipment boxes off yeah. the porch? Yeah. A strong core is going to keep you from getting injured. Don't that's you pick right. up your grandkids or your kids? Yeah. A strong core is going to keep you from getting injured there. That's right. So that's number two, better core stability. Number three, and this is what we teased the episode with, inc- increases your grip strength. Why is that important? Grip strength has been proposed as a biomarker And hundreds of studies of thousands of people have shown a link between grip strength to overall strength, upper limb function, bone mineral density, fractures, falls, malnutrition, cognitive impairment, depression, sleep problems, diabetes, multimorbidity, and quality of life. It's a few few good factors to have that are correlated to grip strength. Why is that? So grip strength is an indicator of overall bone density. Oh. 
And overall bone density is tied to many of those things that I just listed off. Think about malnutrition. Yep. If you're not properly nutri, if you don't have the proper nutrition, it's likely you're going to be, your bone's not going to be as dense. Right. And the way that you can test that is by testing somebody's grip strength. So literally your grip strength can be an indicator of all those factors that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And a loaded carry can improve that grip strength, can improve your bone density, mm-hmm. assuming you're taking care of those other things as That's well. Right. That's right. So I just literally had this conversation yesterday in the car with my, uh, with my eight-year-old son. Um, one thing that my dad taught me very, very early is the importance of a strong handshake. Mm. Making sure... now. I love my dad, but sometimes he'd take it over the top. And my buddies used to always say, just dude, your, your dad fingers. just crushed my hand, like every single time, like every time. Yeah. But one of the things is, and, and he's playing flag football right now, and he's probably, he's probably like 60% catch rate. And so he's struggling. Now, he just broke his wrist, so that's, that has something to do with it. But, like, he doesn't have the strong, like, grip, the strong hands. Like, you shake hands with Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, Adrian Peterson notoriously I've heard crushes. I've shaking his hand a couple times, and the stories are true. Yeah. Like, absolutely crushes yeah. it. But, like, being able to catch a ball, being able to, like, the hand it there's so many benefits to having that grip strength. And I was telling my son, and so I literally just ordered him some forearm. Like, there's some grip strength things that I just ordered him, and then I ordered him one of those, um, the roll-ups. You yep. work when you're working, um, hang, a weight hangs, and you roll up a rope on a bar. Um, so I just ordered those for him, and I said, because, you know, he's at the point where he's asking questions like, well, hey, how come I'm not getting the ball thrown to me? Or how come he's this? Or how come he's that? I was like, all right, well, here's, here's a couple things, because I'm not trying to push it on. I'm not saying, hey, you're not doing this, and you're not doing that, and your hands are weak. But even, too, like, part of it is you can tell when someone is really healthy by the way they shake your hand. Like, Absolutely. And, and when I shake his hand, I'm like, all right, bud, we've got to have it. And I'll be like, all right, squeeze, look me in the eye, and squeeze my hand. And there's an area for improvement for him. And honestly, like, I just, I was telling him, I was like, hey, bud, like, this is going to translate across the board mm-hmm. for you. Like, if you can have stronger, now, it's not so hard for you to carry things. Like, it's not so hard for you to pick things up. Like, between grip and core strength, like, we just talked about two of these things. If you have two of those things, your overall functionality is going to highly improve. Yep. Even without, like, formal weight training. Right. Like, those two things will, will improve your life overall. Yeah, you want to start a kid on the right path? Yeah. For instance, your son, yeah, make him carry a couple of heavy buckets. Yeah, you guys got four acres. Make him carry a couple of heavy buckets across yeah. the, you know, across the pasture. Yeah, is that what you say? The <laughs> <laughs> <Hood> back forty. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about you know the wrist roll. Yeah. Those are great things, squeezing things. Yeah. But imagine if your eight-year-old son's able to pick up a twenty-five-pound bucket in each hand and carry it a long distance. Yeah. Not only is his core strength going to improve, his grip wrist strength. strength, grip strength, all that's going to improve. That's right. And it's, again, it's not a complicated movement. You're not going to get hurt more than likely by doing that. Right. And just imagine that's a great foundation to yeah. set your eight-year-old up with. And, and these are things that are not going to set, you know, there's all this controversy of, oh, when do you start training your kids? When do they start lifting? When do they start doing? Look, there's so much development going on with young kids. One thing that is absolutely safe is what you're talking about. Yep. Look, work on core, work on grip strength. 
Like those are things that like you can do that's not going to affect his growth plates, not going to affect and not going to injure him. Those are two things that are going to translate to athleticism. And by the way, whether you're an eight-year-old wanting to get introduced to weight training or you're a 50-year-old who's never lifted in your life, but you do want to get into it, this is a great introductory basic exercise. Again, it's not easy. But it is basic in that it doesn't take a lot of thought. It doesn't take a lot of complication. Mm-hmm. You just pick something up and you carry it. There's not much more to it than that. But it just has so many different benefits. Like we're talking about and leads to benefit number four. And this is, again, for the older population. But it could be applied to your eight-year-old as well. Mm-hmm. Is increased coordination and motor, motor control. Yep. So with advanced age comes a decline in sensory motor control and functioning. These declines in fine motor control gait and balance affect the ability of older adults to perform activities of daily living and maintain their independence. Gait and balance problems are of particular interest as falls are a major source of injury and morbidity in older adults. 20 to 30% of older adults who fall suffer moderate to severe injuries that limit mobility and reduce quality of life. Basically, it's not to be extreme, but it's almost a death sentence the older you get if you fall and you fracture your hip. Yep. The incidence of people who just go downhill from that stage, and I'm sure if, as a listener, I'm sure you've, you know somebody or you know of somebody that this happened to. They fall, they break their hip because their bones are not quite as strong as they could be. Yep. And then it ends and up, then, they just go and downhill. Then they're, and then they're bedridden. Right. And then it just, and again, then it just leads compounds to early death. So. What a loaded carry does, let's just say, for instance, the, the example of carrying two heavy buckets. You've got a heavy bucket in each hand. You're having, every time you step, you're really only on one foot at a time. You're not on both feet while you're walking. So every time you step, that hip with the foot on the ground has to stabilize your entire body. Your core has to stabilize your entire body. Falls happen to older people because of a lack of coordination, a lack of control a lack of strength, if you will. So they're not able to, to Andy, uh, Dr. Galpin, we had him on a few months ago. He yep. talked about this. One of the tests, one of the things for older people, training-wise, is foot reaction drills. Being able to catch yourself yep. if you stumble. That is such a huge differentiator as you get older. The yep. ability to catch yourself. Yep. And that's what a loaded carry can teach you is that stabilization as you're only on one foot into the other. Yeah, and, and we're talking foot stabilization, ankle stabilization, knee stabilization, mm-hmm. all the way up into the hip. And then even and in, through the in, trunk, in, yeah. through the core. Through so. Yeah, so it literally, like we said earlier, one of the first things, it, it, it call, the central nervous system has to call on your entire body mm-hmm. to do this correctly. And so, again, whether you're somebody young trying to be more athletic or you're somebody older trying to prevent, you know, uh, lack of movement in your older age, this is a great drill. And then lastly, number five, and this one's overlooked, but grab, a, <laughs> grab two heavy weights and walk with it, the increased cardiovascular component. No, so You think of cardio, like I said, most people think, 90% of people think of running, think yeah. of getting on a treadmill. Bike, yeah. Grab two heavy objects, walk 30 yards and back, and see what your walk. heart rate does. Like literally walk. <laughs> I remember... Uh, and this was one thing, because I've always done, like, farmer's carries and stuff like that. And it was last summer, we did a front rack walk. So it's when you've got a barbell, and you put it up like a front squat, like up on your shoulders. 
Um, and it was like, it was pretty heavy. Yeah. And we did, we did an 800 meter walk with that. Mm-hmm. I've Jeez. never walking 800 meters. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> like it was like the craziest deal. But again, core was on fire. Legs were on fire. Shoulders were on fire. Like everything was on fire and you don't have to do it that way. But here's the other one that, that would be interesting is if you do get a semi heavyweight and again, not, not a weight that's going to hurt you, but do one side carry it like a kettlebell on one side, because then what you're going to have to do, and you want to talk about your core firing, Mm -hmm. watch how, watch how much the opposite side of your core from where you're carrying the weight, how much that just lights up. Yes. Yes. So, and that's one thing is you can either carry it at your hip. You can carry it in a rack position, which is up by your, your shoulder. Like you put it up and if you're watching the, it's up carrying it up high. I mean, there's, there's multiple ways that you can do it. But if you're doing, if you're alternating sides, then it's going to hyper concentrate because you don't have the balance. Yep. Yep. And that's what I want to get into next. So recapping the five benefits. Number one, creates the ability for your body to fire as one unit, which increases overall strength. Number two, better core stability, which prevents future injuries. Number three, increased grip strength. Number four, increased coordination and motor control. And number five, increased cardiovascular health. And just as Tyler alluded to, okay, we've convinced you it's important. You want to start doing this, but you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. Where do I start? What's the most basic way to get into this? Because you can get pretty fairly complicated. Like you talked about the front rack position, 800 meters. That is very complicated for somebody who's never done this before. Yes. So how do you dip your toe in the water? How do you Mm -hmm. get started first? Mm -hmm. The two most basic ones that you can start with, one of them is called a farmer's carry. That's basically, think about carrying your groceries in the house. You've got a weight in each hand that's of the same weight, if possible. So again, you can go to Lowe's and buy you those big five-gallon paint buckets, fill it with 25 pounds of sand each, Mm -hmm. pick one up in each hand, and walk 30 yards and back. And that, may, that. and that baby, that may be even too heavy. That may, well, yeah. Just. So uh, here, one way to do it is everybody's got a duffel bag or everybody's got a suitcase that's got a handle. Anything mm-hmm. with a handle. That's right. And then find a weight that is like, it, it doesn't feel like it's heavy when you just pick it up. But then go for a distance and see how that feels. Yep. Start there. Start, because 35 pounds... I mean, sand is probably more, sand well, is heavier. And so. the good thing about buckets or suitcase or whatever is yeah. you can easily put that down yeah. and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Right, exactly. So I would, I would, just from experience, I would challenge you to push a little further than you think. Yeah. Not, not again, not crazy where you can't even walk five feet. Mm-hmm. But like Tyler said, when you pick it up, oh, this is not so bad. But when you start walking, that's what you're going to realize. Yes, but I would right. challenge you to say that you can do more than you think. That's right. That's right. So, if, so yeah, a 10 pound in each side, yes, from the standpoint of safety, that's going to be fine. But yeah. is it going to give you the full? I, I would say, and again, if you've never done this before, yeah, start with that. See yeah. what happens. All level, but I mean, it's all levels, right? So, right. like my dad just started working out and had he worked out a little bit in the fall, but really hasn't worked out for 30 plus years. And it's like, okay, hey, look, you need to scale it. Get that movement and feeling down. Start, start lighter and then add, like you said, because once you start and you, okay, I get, the, I get the movement, I feel it, I feel comfortable with it, and then continue to add onto it to that point where it's more than you think. But yep. start, just obviously be safe with it. Scale it down to something that's appropriate for where you're at in your experience or your strength. Uh, because let's just say you haven't worked out in 30 plus years, like 
try not to throw a hundred pounds on each side, yeah. right. And hurt yourself. But at the same time, like Ben's saying is you can do more, even if it's like, all right, I pick up these, I fill them up with sand. I've got 60 pounds of sand in each, in each hand. All right. Now I'm walking. Even if I can only go 15 feet mm-hmm. until it's just on fire and yeah. I can't hold it, set it down. Great. Set it down. Yeah. Take a breath, pick it back up and go. Yep. So again, just, just be, be conscious on the very front end of it, scale it to whatever your ability is, but it, it sh- you should be able to pick it up, but it's when you start to walk that it really, it shouldn't take long before you're like, okay, this is, yeah. this I've is a lot. set this down. Yeah. yeah. So there's a free version. Like Tyler said, taking a couple of suitcases, mm-hmm. putting some books in there. That's free, yep. right? Everybody's yep. got suitcases. Yep. You can spend a little bit of money. Like I said, go to Lowe's, get your five pound or five gallon paint, bank, paint bucket and some sand. Or if you really want to go all in, there's actually companies that make, they call them farmer carry, yeah. farmer carries, I guess. Yeah. I have a version of these. Titan Fitness makes yeah. the version that I have. And they're literally two, for lack of a better term, barbell type. That are you, built for it. It's got like a built big handle the, yeah, and you can they, throw weights on it. So yeah. that, and now those cost, that's a little bit more. Maybe start with the basic stuff first if you're just getting The other ones this. that are good are kettlebells because kettlebells are, great. kettlebells are good because they have a little bit bigger grip. So... Um, what's nice about those is, is kettlebells, um, and, and they're easy and they're solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't allow you to really fully wrap your hand all the way around it, which then really increases the focus on grip strength as and, well. And the other good thing about kettlebells is the center of mass is below your hand, uh-huh. below your knuckles. Yep. It's a little easier to hold. Dumbbells yep. are tougher because now the center of mass is on either side That's of your right. hand. Yep. So dumbbells are fine. Grab yeah, those. They're great. But it's going to challenge, which is a good thing. Yep. It's going to challenge your grip a little bit more than a yep. kettlebell. So kettlebells, very, again, basic. Yeah. Dumbbells are probably a little bit more advanced. And then, again, these farmer carry actual <sighs> no bars that they make are even more advanced. So, anyway, those are, those are good ways. And then another basic one is carrying a box. Yeah. Grab a box, throw some books in it, pick it up, walk. Yeah. That's as basic as it gets. Yeah. Why is it basic? Because you're... Number one, your center of mass is right there around your hip where your center of mass is yeah. or the weight is. Mm-hmm. So that makes it much easier. And it's both sides are working together. Yeah. We, we talked about that front rack position. That's a, that's a really, that's a much more advanced position. But to start on that is you can go to Home Depot, you can go to Lowe's, you can get a bag of play sand. It's like $4.99, get a bag of sand throw it on the, in the back of your car, whatever, but pick it up and hold it like a baby, yep. holding it up, trying to get your elbows up as high as you can and walk with that. Yep. That's it. That, I mean, that will tear you up. Yes. That is a great introduction to the barbell yeah. and trying to get it up underneath your chin. That's a great one. More intermediate exercises, the suitcase carry. You mentioned yep. that. So now instead of grabbing one in each hand, just grab one of them. Yep. And like Tyler said, feel, you're going to feel the other side how hard it's going to have to work. Yep. So that's another good one. That's more intermediate. And then advanced would be like what Tyler's talking about, taking a barbell, putting it on your shoulders. Some people take barbells and push it over their head. Yep. Uh, you can have one kettlebell up by your chin, one kettlebell by your hip. Mm-hmm. You can have one kettlebell over your head, yep. one kettlebell by your hip. You can have one kettlebell over your head, one kettlebell by your There's so many. That's the great thing about loaded carriers. There's really no what – there's no wrong way to do you it. You can always one. do something different. You can't screw it up, and yeah. it can always be different. That's right. Sled pushes and sled pulls are technically loaded a version of loaded carries as well. So there's, it's, so, it's such a ver- – you can't get bored with it because there's right. so many different ways to do it. Now, be, be mindful. Again, if you're just starting, start with the basics first. Yeah. 
then work your way up as you get more comfortable with it. I tell most people or I have most people three to five sets and a set would be pick up the two buckets, walk 30 yards and back. That's one set. Do that three times. I usually say 20 to 30 yards down and back, something like that. Again, these are just, you can't screw it up. Yeah. But these are just basic general guidelines. So do that three to five times, 20 to 30 yards back, down and back, and just see what that does for you. See the improvements that that's going to, that that's going to yield. Again, I can't talk highly enough about this exercise that not a lot of people do and overlook, but it just translates to so many good things in your day-to-day life. Just think about you're that person now. You've got to move furniture. You, so, you, you have someone come over and help you move yep. furniture, and now you're the one that is not breathing hard, <sighs> that is not hurting, that is not struggling. Yep. I was going to say you that, look like a savage. <laughs> I was going to say all these are great benefits, but that is the one downside is now your friends are going to ask you to help them move more. <laughs> and we all know how much that sucks to have to. Yeah. Friends, yeah. So. Just don't, just don't own a truck and you'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, hope that was helpful to you guys. Hopefully you, that's something you can apply again. That's something anybody listening to this can go out today and start with today. That's right. Right. No matter what your fitness level is, no matter how old or young you are, anybody can do a loaded carry, at least the most basic version. That's right. Which is what we call a farmer's carry. So it's a great introduction to weight training. It's a great for physical and mental development. It's just all I can't speak highly enough. Think about, about how many carries. trips from taking your groceries in from your car to the kitchen. This is going to save you. If you take more than one, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sense of pride when you get it all 100%. in one. When you get it all in one goal. So 100%. anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that. If you would, please share these episodes. If you got something out of it today, maybe you laughed a little bit. Maybe you learned something. Text to a friend. Text to a group chat. Post it on your Instagram. Help us spread the word. We appreciate you guys yes. so much. Uh, have a great rest of the day and we will check you tomorrow. Hey, make sure to send this to your friends with the dead fish handshake. (laughs) All right, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.